it's fall y'all welcome back to rachel profiling i hope you all have been having a wonderful splendid little september into october moment i'm feeling so autumnal these days i am sitting under the weighted blanket right now there's a pumpkin spice candle going on and i'm ready to chit chat because it's been a hot minute since we've sat and caught up because listen now i am knee deep into senior year of college woof right like how'd that happen so much to talk about so the last time I think I talked to you was for first of all I think it was for my oceanography <laughs> final project where we talked about the ocean and climate change and all that good stuff you know I mean all that bad stuff am I right hey overfishing we hate it we don't want to we don't want to eat all the fish you know gabagool uh, we have so much to talk about truly I really just wanted to take today to catch up and see what's been going on in our lives, um, in our hearts, and our minds. It is senior year and it has been, I might have already said this, but I mean, I'm going to say it again because I just feel like the best way to put it is it's been a doozy. <laughs> we are in week five now, I believe. And this is the season where, you know, I feel like I've already gone through so many just internal conversations with myself as we are preparing to go into the quote-unquote real world and, you know, our careers and what do we want to do. And it has been quite a time for me to sit and think. And I've been thinking. Oh, boy, have I been thinking. So where do we start? Let's start off with last time I talked to you was, like, end of summer. And this summer was really nice because it was for kind of getting all my ducks in a row. You know, the word I used a lot this summer was setting myself up for success. It was a fun summer for, you know, getting to go home and see friends and also go do fun things. Like, I went to Lady Gaga. I went to Chromatica Ball at Fenway. That was a hoot. Um, I went to Taylor Swift Night with some of my best friends and Abba Night. A lot of themed nights, if you can't tell. I will say, the game changed after I turned 21 and I could go to all these fun little themed events and have fun fruity little drinks and just go and do... You know, there's something about, something clicked recently about the feeling of having my own autonomy over myself, which I've always had, but being so cognizant, or I guess more so being able to financially support myself and just doing like whatever I want has been wild. It's been a hell of a time. Uh, Like the day after I went to Taylor Swift night with my friends, I literally was like, you know what? I want to drive. So I rented a zip car for the whole day and just drove all the way out to Rockport, Massachusetts. And drove back and there was nothing more therapeutic to me than driving in a car and listening to music and listening to music that reminds you of your friends, of good times. I was playing Dijon. I was playing melodrama. The power of a melodrama walk. It's fall. It's time for me to start walking, doing my melodrama walks. Even though it's fall and it's it's gotten pretty cold pretty fast. Uh, the seasons have been a changing, and the seasons are a changing not only in the weather, but in that phase of life where now I feel like I went through the motions of emotionally kind of preparing myself for senior year and having the conversation of what do I want to do post grad? And I, 
I knew the concept of post-grad was something very intimidating and something that scares people or not scares them, but it can get stressful. And boy, oh boy, were they right. (laughs) And I'm not even in it yet. I'm just thinking about it. And I feel like it's a rite of passage, at least in the field that I'm going into in education, where everyone questions being a teacher at one point or another. And I went through quite a spout of really being like, do I want to do this? Which made me feel a lot of guilt in an odd way because I've always loved teaching, you know? I've always loved being in the classroom, communicating, talking to people, uh, just being able to collaborate together. That has always been my focus, you know? I think back on my times in orchestra and choir in high school, and I think, what did I enjoy the most out of that? Why was I so involved, though? It was never necessarily, like, I loved playing the music, I loved doing rehearsals together, but it was the idea of being all together in one room. So trying to figure out, is it really music I want to go into? Or another facet of what that environment provided me, being able to work with other people. Like, I feel so much fulfillment when I work in admissions at Berkeley and I get to plan events and execute them. And so that just sent me for a tizzy. So, you know, I'm just always thinking, there's always something going on, (laughs) but it was a good time to think this past few weeks and also get all my ducks in a row, been dog sitting a lot. Hugo Boss is a new classic. He's a new regular. He's a crusty little white dog. Love Hugo Boss. I've been knitting again and doing a lot of photography. One thing I found this year that's given me so much joy fulfillment is how much I've been doing photography and how serious it's become. In regards to how I'm approaching it, how others view me doing photography and just being able to create, to be able to create something tangible, especially being in a music school, I feel like being able to do like film and then get that processed and developed and get physical copies of that or even digital copies. It's like, oh wow, I created this, you know, just having, be able to have something in your hand. Um, Just been doing a lot of art. And then trying to do art and work and school. It really kicked my ass over the summer, I'm not going to lie. I had a very hard time balancing everything because I was doing summer classes, a full course load, and an internship, and working three jobs. And that was when, ooh, we can talk about, listen, I've had my lot of jobs. I now work at a private lesson studio, which has been really awesome. And I teach voice and violin lessons. But right before that, I was working at a dog spa. And the dog spa, a woof. It was pretty bad. I only worked there for about two months, maybe. The name will be undisclosed. But they were a newer business, and it just did not work out. Like, y'all know me. I'm not the type of person to quit a job. I was so nervous because I quit this job when my friends Caden and Sarah were visiting, and I was talking to them about it. It was bringing me a lot of grief. Like, I'd come home from work. I would talk to Levi about work. The reasons I would wanted to leave that job and why it was causing me so much distress was because there was poor treatment for their workers when we communicated to them what we needed, how we needed to be supported, and so on and so forth. Like there have been issues of people getting misgendered in the workplace continuously when everyone who worked there is queer and a person of color, and they just continue to misgender our coworkers and say some 
racially insensitive things and when we would call them out for it they would just get defensive and say we agree disagree and that's when I knew I needed to leave but I've never quit a job before and I also didn't know you could just do that I didn't know you could just quit and so I just sent an email and was like hey thank you for your time I appreciate you taking me on and teaching me how to clip these dogs but I just can't I didn't I didn't say I just can't do anymore but I was like I have another opportunity because at that same week I had started on um, the interview process to teach and I just told them essentially that I needed to focus in the field that I was going into and y'all Levi always jokes he's like this is like the most like bad girl thing Rachel has ever done just quitting a job something brought me so much stress into sending that email but then so much relief right after because not having a good work environment oh it makes the biggest difference in my mental you know and also at the same time, I was, I don't know why I was trying to work all these jobs because I was doing the internship at the same time too. So I had just gone into that like hustle grind mindset again of like, I need to be doing a hundred things, which I wish would in turn play into how I view schoolwork sometimes because I have been dragging my feet and I need to just sit my ass down and get it done. You know, it's one of those things where I just need to start and go for it and get on top of it. And I have all these lists in my head and I have all these things I'm doing. And it's not even like I'm procrastinating it. It's just that I don't know if it's senioritis or what. I'm just not ahead. And I don't know if that I necessarily need to be ahead. But... I mean, when I say ahead, I mean, like, on top of things beforehand, you know, not letting it be, like, turning it in, you know, like, half an hour before the class. Like, I mean, preparing beforehand, setting up plans for how I want to execute these things, especially as I'm approaching my proficiency to finish my degree for music ed, because I have to pass the proficiency to be able to go student teach, uh, or be in pre-prac and then student teach. It's just the whole, you know, the whole process, the whole gambit of it all. So it really has been like a shift of like, how do I change my thinking to set myself up to give myself less stress? Because sometimes I am a very last minute person. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I want to balance being, you know, working full time on school and working two jobs as well and everything. And I don't say this to be like, oh, look at me, you know. I'm very much now anti-girl boss, you know, I don't dream of labor type beat. If I could just frolic around and hang out with my friends all day, I would love to do that. I would absolutely love it. I would adore it more than nothing else. But unfortunately, that's not how, that's not, what's a good phrase for that? That's not how the table turns. That's not, or... That's not how the way it works, but I also am someone where I do need to be doing something at all minutes and all hours. So it's really been, um, it's been that, like trying to stay on top of things all along with the idea or the feeling of that. I feel like I've run out of time in college, you know, it has been such a time for interpersonal and even like outer, you know, outside growth and I feel like I've learned so much about myself and my friendships and my relationships, you know. I've found a lot of peace. Looking back on, like, freshman year, Rachel, I mean, I just didn't believe in myself as much, which is really sad to say out loud, but, you know, I feel like that's a part of the growing pains, especially in college. And I was really lucky that I found friends who 
believe in me and I think that is really like the best gift you can give a friend and that you know because they believe in me I'm able to believe and advocate for myself and that's something that's huge to me you know being able to advocate for others and for myself and to be able to figure out how to vocalize that and approach in the correct way and I just didn't trust myself as much beforehand in a way where it's like I didn't believe in my own capabilities like I grew up having a lot of insecurities surrounding my own intelligence and I think part of that too was from like the model minority myth and I felt like I had to be super smart because I'm Asian which is bullshit it's stupid the model minority myth is silly and it's made up and it's quite redonkulous but that doesn't mean it didn't affect and I, I know that now you know but that it had such a heavy weight it had such a heavy effect on my life growing up and it's just you know it's so interesting as I reflect on like freshman year and into sophomore year sophomore and junior year were pretty much fully remote or sophomore year was fully remote second half of freshman year was remote and then junior year I think we were back in person but it was still you know very much like we had to be super careful with how Omicron and Delta and everything were going so what an interesting time for us to have gone through such a growing period of our life and to see so many different seasons of life pass, you know. I look back and I think about when I went to prom with my friends in high school and I would drive around on I-45, like that is still me, that's still Rachel at the core. But how have I developed, I think, since then? And how have I grown? And the beauty of that is like I've been able to grow together with my friends I'm still just as close with my friends from home and being able to talk to them and see them and watch us you know flourish in our own paths that's something beautiful and there's nothing like it you know just so many so many thoughts lately with senior year like I'm ready to be out of college but also financially I'm not ready to be out of college but I guess that's the part of being out of college is you're able to make money to support yourself. I just need to get better at saving money in general. I got a credit card in the past month and whoa, it is kind of fun trying to build up your credit. I'm not even going to lie, like this little game that whoever made this up, I don't know, probably just like a bunch of like old, old tax people who wear, you know, pe- people who do taxes are the type of, are the type of MFs to wear like the little nightcap and gown and have like a little candle on and go me and shuffle shuffle into bed that's what i imagine taxpayers do or not taxpayers i'm a taxpayer um tax tax workers tax taxers taxonomists um tax accountants do every night and i feel grown my favorite thing to tell people the past day um was that i paid my interest on my tax so i just talk about being an adult and taxes and how I've fried an egg. I've been really into frying eggs lately. I'm in a fried egg phase right now. And I'm building credit. And you know, what can get better than that? Senior year, <laughs> feeling grown, baby, you know. But I will say this year, you know, you get into your senior year, you get into your junior year of high school. And you, I don't know if, you, I wouldn't say like you don't expect to make new friends. But, you know, you finally have your you have your friend group by then. It feels very sound and everything. I just didn't expect to make such best friends, you know, my senior year. And I couldn't be more over the moon about it. And that just goes to show that, you know, 
you're going to meet so many people in your life and that's so super duper exciting and I have my whole life to make new friends and make new memories and meet so many people and fall in love and do everything and sometimes I feel like I am running out of time just because in a weird way I've convinced myself that I'm running out of time in college when I don't think I should view it that way. It's the whole thing of changing my narrative switch, you know, and like how I view things. And I think now it's not an idea of running out of time, but how do I cherish every moment that I still have right here and utilize the resources I have right now and the aspect of like, this is the time where all of our friends live near each other. We're all like, I could text I could text Newell and Gordon and be like, hey, do you want to hang out? And they're like 10, 15 minutes away from me max, you know? The idea of that, even though I don't have, I don't see my friends like every single day or on the frequent, just knowing that they're around is something so comforting that they're in the same city that I could text them and, you know, we could just easily make plans like that. And that's something that I don't, think is as common once you leave college because you're not living you're not having one thing unifying you to all have to stay around you know and it's exciting because we're going to go out and continue to flourish and do our own things and we'll then we'll reconvene and it'll be you know it'll it'll be one of the best days whenever we get to reunite and you know there's you know me I'm so corny and mushy gushy and I love reuniting but it's also like oh I need to take advantage of every single moment that I have this right now. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, It has been very validating this year to find new friends and, and be able to go do fun things and just find people who... I feel so myself with and not that I've always haven't always felt the way but that it like it's gonna continue you know I'm gonna meet so many great people in my life you're gonna meet so many great people in your life and we just get to continue to build these circles and I always think about like the six degrees of knowing someone you know and that like I do believe that because it's a small world in an odd way like my friend Nula was telling me about how she's from Ireland and she was sitting in a coffee shop in Cambridge and there was someone talking about one of her neighbors. It's like, wow, we all really know each other in some way, shape or form. Um, and it's a it's a beautiful little community built. So college is, is weird, man. The fact that it is already senior year has got me so pensive and I think I'm ready, but to keep moving on with life and keep moving forward, but I'm not trying to rush it in any way. I'm trying to just sit in it and enjoy it. And it's like the simplicities of, you know, like life ever changing, like running into friends on the street or like getting a bagel from my favorite coffee shop. And, you know, it's such a transitional period of time in our life right now, going, preparing ourselves in senior year, but, you know, being able to just like, even acknowledge that I think has some power in it to then you know be able to sit in the moment and really like I guess just be appreciative of everything I've been trying to be more appreciative of what I have and not take any of that for granted because I think it's really easy for me to get mixed up into the I have to do this I have to be on top of this I have to you know these are all my tasks I have and it, it's just easy to have my mind be in like a hundred different places but how do I just ground myself 
And it's been, uh, th- this, that's been the challenge for this week. This week was a bit hard this past week. And, you know, knowing how to advocate for myself. How do I, how do I hold healthy discourse and start that conversation? But, you know, is that the converse, should I always be the one starting the conversation? And, and this is in regards to, now I'm flowing into different topics, um, but this is in regards to, like, advocating for, I've been really active lately in work with, like, diversity, equity, and inclusion, because I think that is something that needs to be at the forefront of conversations in any, you know, facility, like, in any, I guess, facet is the word I'm looking for in any conversation in whatever field that you're in. And I've been doing, um, I've been doing a lot of work and thinking about that lately and, you know, when aren't I, you know, this podcast is called Rachel Profiling, (laughs) um, but, you know, that's not the only thing that I am, you know, it's not the only thing I talk about, you know, being a person of color and I feel like I talk about it because it's something I care about. But at the same time, sometimes it feels like if I don't bring it up, is anyone else going to? And I'm I'm aware that part of that is because I'm in a lot of white spaces right now. I go to a PWI. I'm in higher education at a private school that is very expensive. And I'm very privileged to be at. You know, I live in Boston, which is just white. Like, it's, it's not diverse. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I love white people, you know? white people bought me you know like there's nothing wrong about it um, but it is something you know it affects my everyday and it affects a lot of it affects all of our everydays like I just get so hyper aware sometimes and get worried about if I'm being coined as the person of color like who's always making everything about being a person of color it makes me really nervous because at the same time I feel like in that breath, I'm not being taken as seriously. And I know this is all like my own perception and being nervous about things. And this past year, I developed a lot of anxiety and I don't know why, you know, I used to not be an anxious person whatsoever. And trying to navigate that was really hard. I felt some, in a way, some weird guilt. Um, I was like, I don't know why I'm anxious now. I don't know why I get so nervous about my friendships. And that's the whole, goes back to the whole thing of like, I'm really lucky that I've made so many great new friendships this past year and have maintained like the same best friendship since freshman year of college. And I feel, there's not a day where I don't feel supported and loved by everyone around me, but I still get so anxious sometimes lately I don't know why or what it is and I just want to be fully transparent about that because I don't think I come across as an anxious person and it's not something that I had to deal with for a really long time but there will just be days where I will just be apologizing like profusely and I don't know why I do it and I don't don't know if it's because you know I'm a woman you know (laughs) Um, and I think about like that Barbie clip a lot on YouTube where she was like oh well, you know, we're taught as women a lot of the times to just say sorry all the time because it's like, it's a whole idea of not letting us take up space. You know, it's like, oh, like, it's like adding, I don't know, at the end of your sentence, you know? 
in it it runs in that same vein. I'm I'm really jibber jabbering today. If you can't tell, I have a lot that's on my mind, and I'm kind of trying to let all just free fall out. But it it's been um. It's been a time of reflection and like mental preparation, and I think I'm trying to let all these feelings and these thoughts out to kind of prepare myself to not let it build up because last year I was in a really bad place um just in navigating my own personal life and how do I talk about that who do I talk to about that I tried therapy and I just didn't I had a hard time finding the right match and because I would tell her these things and then she'd be like oh well like that hurts your feelings right and I'd be like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that would be like the extent of it um which I maybe I just didn't understand that you know how she was doing therapy and that's okay um but I think I'm just trying to navigate everything and put it all on the table because there's nothing I love more than some transparency and I feel like I'm a person that comes off very like la-di-da-di-da you know happy-go-lucky and that is who I am but I want to be real about it too you know I will have some of the greatest days And then the very next day, I will have some of the saddest days. And that is okay because that is all a part of the human condition. Um, But I did have, like, I have been having quite a hoot these past few weeks, you know. It's senior year, and I'm I'm a little stressed, if you can't tell. But I'm still managing to have fun, and that has been great. I saw a proposal a few weeks ago when I was at the Commons with my friends Tianon and Monty. And we were knitting and crocheting in the public commons by the... Or no, we weren't in the garden yet. We were in the commons. And I took a picture of this duck because I was like, wow, this duck is sitting so close to us. And then there was just... I looked later because my friend, after I took the picture, my friend pointed out that there was a proposal happening. And then I looked later at the picture of the duck. And you can see him getting on a knee, on, down on one knee. And I just think that is so... That's so rom-com. That's so rom-com sitcom. And y'all know me, I got my little rom-com sitcom complex. And before, earlier this summer, I was going on a lot of little dates. I was, you know, I think, I don't know if I talked about my my dates this past summer on the podcast. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I was out there. I've been trying to put myself out there. Now that um, class is in session... I really, I don't feel like I have the mental capacity or the time to try and talk to people or like go on dates, but I went on my first good date, y'all. I did, right? Woo, let's hear, let, clap, 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 clap sound effect. Um, I went on my first good date, ever. And I feel like I became pretty notorious for having some bad dates, like, there was the guy who opened the trash can and then licked his fingers that he opened the trash can with. That one was a lot. And that was the same guy who tried to mansplain to me how a startup works when I told him I was working at a startup this summer for my internship. There was, um, oh, he also was the one who made his own shirts. That was interesting. Um, hope he's doing well, though. Just very, you know, it was it was hard for me to connect. It was hard for me to connect. And I'm sure these are all, you know, I think about all the time is whenever I go on dates, I'm like, 
this is someone's best friend. This is someone's Levi. This is someone's Matt, you know? Um, but I just, I'm like, I know, I know my friends are not behaving like this on dates, you know? And I guess, you know, everyone, everyone works for different people. So, but I, then I went on a good date finally, um, about maybe like a month and a half ago or so. And things have petered out (laughs) since then, but it was just nice to, like, I, I even told my friends after going on this date that I don't even care if I don't talk to, I don't talk to him after anymore because I went on a good date finally. And because for a while I thought maybe I just, it's just not in the cards for me. I am such a hopeless romantic. I watched so many rom-coms. I was like, you know, you know, maybe that's just what it is. Like, I just have watched too many rom-coms. I have too high of expectations or I just am not meeting the right people. Um, cause I just go out, keep going on bad dates, but I guess that's what dating is. You keep going on bad dates until you go on a good one. Uh, and I could just tell that when I went on this date with him, he was listening very attentively. We were laughing, you know, and there was nothing weird. And I guess, yeah, there was nothing weird. There was, there, like, there was no story after to tell. And usually I, there's a story. I anticipate having a story. So, and I said, even if nothing comes of it, I'm just happy I went on a good first date because I kind of just assumed that, like, dating or, you know, meeting the quote-unquote right people was not in the cards for me. I thought, when I say that, I mean, like, in my head, I I have become, like, the, like, um chronically single friend in, like, a Netflix movie, you know? And that's fine. Uh, I'm a busy gal anyways. I have a lot of things to do. But I was like, woof. I guess I'm just going to keep going for the story, you know? I, I start going on dates just for you know, like, oh, this will be interesting. I get to make a new friend at the end of the day. If we get along, that's great. But I kind of started to assume that they would all go poorly. So this was, this gave me a glimmer of hope. It was good. And that's all I need for right now, because now I can focus on school and my friends. And that's what matters to me the most right now. So it's been, it's been a, it's been a fun season. Um, I'll be back later this week with another episode. Oh, actually, there's more I wanted to talk to you about because I just want to tell you what's been going on lately. This is just us being best friends and hanging out and chatting. I've been really into making Legos lately. I made a Lego flower set with my friend Newell's with Nuala because I got one for her for her birthday. And then my friends have been doing gigs lately. So I got to see my friend Griffin play at a show. And that was awesome. There is nothing that brings me more joy than seeing my friends do what makes them feel fulfilled and what brings them, you know, what, like, what, like, lights their fire, what they're passionate about, and Griffin is a hell of a drum player, a drum player, a drummer, and it's so fun to watch him play, um, so that was, that was the time of life, I reconnected with one of my friends from, like, freshman year, that was really tender, and I did this awesome shoot, and I'm so excited to be, like, further developing, my photography and making it more professional and getting lights and making it look just really real and everything. Uh, I went to see Muna with my best friend Levi, with my best roomie sibling Levi. Levi and I have been having, you know, I feel like we, we run in like the same wavelength. 
we're having a very studious but cheeky fall. He's having more cheeky fall than I am, you know? But uh, it's so fun because we, you know, we live in the same place, but we will not see each other for, like, three days sometimes because our schedules just don't align, and then we come back together, and we just have, like, the most energy you will ever see. We'll just talk circles around each other. But we went to see Muna together, our first Bessie Rumi sibling concert occasion, and boy, if I didn't know I was gay, I would have known that, like, yeah, yeah, love Muna, great band, great band. Um, they all looked so good. They all looked so good. They're beautiful. They sounded amazing. They're so fun to watch on stage. I'm, I'm raving. I'm giving rave reviews. Uh, then my friend Grace turned 21, and we went on a Monday night bar crawl, and I learned that I love espresso martinis, and I don't know why I didn't think to try that sooner, because I love coffee. It could be 8 p.m., and I will have myself a little pumpkin spice latte. I'm always down to have a little pumpkin spice latte. I'm a little pumpkin spice princess. What can I say? Um, so I had many a little drink, a little cocktail, and I had a creme brulee that night. So, been taking a lot of pictures lately. The other day, my friend tweeted, CC tweeted, she was like, I know Levi and Rachel's phone storages are fine for their lives. And she's right, because I have 14,000 um, photos saved on my phone. <laughs> and what I've started doing recently is I will upload the photos to my old spam account, Iviazola, if you want to take a gander. <laughs> And that was my old spam account from, like, high school. So if you scroll back, it's, like, my, like, diary posts, essentially, where I just talked about whatever. I posted whatever. It was, like, the spam era. You know, when we had, like, oh, that was such a good time. Like, a, there was, like, the spam Snapchat and the spam Instagram. And so I changed that into basically, like, a photo album diary. So just posting all the pictures that I take that I really love. And because I feel like they deserve to live somewhere, but I don't want to make, like, a full Instagram post, you know? So now I can just post, like, well, I guess I can always just post whatever I want. But it's just nice because I can just post one, you know, individual photo and give it the attention it deserves and loves and needs and move on. And everyone can see it if they want to take a gander. But it's been fun because I've been doing a lot of fun things lately. Like, um, my best friend Matt and I went to a Red Sox game and it was my first Red Sox game ever I've been in Fenway before for concerts like Lady Gaga and Billy Joel and this is the first time I actually went and was able to like get a Fenway Frank and let me tell you I was itching I was itching to just feel super Bostonian I got an Oktoberfest beer I got a Fenway Frank I was singing the songs in the stage with the live organ first of all I didn't know there was a live organist and so our friend, who was in Boomwackers with us, told us that if we tweet at the organist, he'll do requests. And he did all three of Matt and I's requests. So we basically DJed all of Fenway that night, which was pretty epic. And then I tweeted at him because I kept tweeting him videos of us dancing and singing along to the song requests that he would he would play that we suggested. And he, I said... He was like, oh, it's been my night. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh, any chance that some music ed Berkeley students could come see the organ? And then we got to hang out with him. So shout out Josh Cantor. Shout out to the Cantor, to the Fenway organist. And we got to meet him. And Matt and I were seriously fangirling. It was very tender. And he was super nice. And that was, like, definitely the best 
first Red Sox experience possible because we also got on the Jumbotron twice, once when we were just all dancing. And the second time, because he put up a sign that said, Hi, Rachel and Matt, on a piece of paper right before, during the seventh inning, before they play uh, Sweet Caroline. So, liberating time, wild time, lots of pictures. Um, then we held a town hall for Music Ed, which was productive. Um, it was really nice being able to come together with my peers and formulate, like, you know, advocate for our needs and our, our what we think the curriculum and what we think the program should be because it's at a point where like a lot of this stuff isn't going to affect us anymore but at least you know we can open the discussion and have the conversation so it's continues to evolve for future you know cohorts and I think that is such like a it's such a great lesson or maybe not even lesson but just like skill that we were able to communicate so clearly and work together. And it just shows, I don't know, it just shows like how close we are to as a major, which made me really happy. So just being able to be so close with so many people this summer, or not the summer, this semester, has just brought my heart so much joy. Like I've made so many new friends, even in the major who I've like been around before but haven't been able to really talk to and spend time with and we all go out together now we went out for our friend Logan's birthday that was really fun we went to the bar and then we trekked our way over to Bova's and if you don't know what Bova's is Bova's is like there are a few places in Boston that stay open like actually late Bova's is one of them and everyone was at Bova's is inebriated in one way, shape, or form, and you just go and you get yourself a nice little meat pocket, you get yourself a cannoli, and you have a night. You have a night. So it was so fun to go out together and just get closer with everyone. Oh, and then, so when we went to go see the Red Sox this past week, uh, it was spontaneous because Boston Red Sox does this thing called Student Nine. So whenever they have leftover tickets, they'll text and be like, "Hey, who wants the tickets, students?" And so Matt was able to snag us two tickets, and so that same day, and so we ended up going because we were able to. Thank goodness. Same thing happened that Thursday when my friend in my nine a.m. class was trying to sell her tickets to Jay Brecky to Japanese breakfast, and was talking to Logan and I about it who's another one of the students in music ed who I'm friends with. And we were able to go see Japanese Breakfast super last minute. And you know who was there? The Cantor. Josh Cantor, the, the family organist. So just very full circle. Little Boston moment. And then I ended up going to a show at this place called Club Passim. And got to see some newer indie artists. I think one of them is big off TikTok. Her name's Isabel Pless. And I saw the, sh- the headliner was uh, Marielle Craft. And it was just awesome. My friend Newell works there for her internship. It does the social media for it. And it was this cutie little, it felt like very speakeasy-ish. And we'd sit down and there's like little candles. And the performers go on stage and everyone just sits and you reserve a table. And then we, the following day, we went on a nice little autumnal walk. I love the feeling of autumn. I just want to feel so autumnal all the time. And the weather is crisp and I'm wearing fall patterns, fall you know, scarves and plaids. And I've been into knitting again. I knit my first scarf of the season, but I am not the most content with the quality it came out with. So we're going to keep going. We're going to try again. But yeah, a lot of good things. A lot of good things along with the heavy thinking and 
trying to get, you know, all my ducks in a row. But when aren't I? You know, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where my ducks really are in a row. Um, you know, it's something where we're going to keep constantly evolving and changing and having to adapt. And I think I will just never feel fully satisfied or settled with getting on top of things, a routine. And like lately, I've been trying to wake up super early and go to the gym and keep a regimen and stay on top of everything and sleep. And clearly, I'm not doing great at this because it's 1am and I've been talking to you for 40 minutes. And really just this is like the epitome of jibber jabbering. I have gone everywhere with this episode. Um, But I just want to give you a rundown what's been going on lately and what's been going on in my mind. And especially because I feel like this is We're in the same boat right now with senior year and getting all the ducks in a row. But you know what? Those ducks, you gotta let them them run around free. What's the fun in um, all the ducks walking in a row? You gotta let them find their own paths and meander around the pond. So that's what I am doing currently and just going day by day, honestly. Like, that's the only thing and the best thing I think I can do is just going day by day with how I'm approaching making sure I graduate on time, um, things going on in my personal life, and just being able to spend time with friends. And yeah, that's that's the fun in it. Just being able to be around everyone and cherish this time while we have it. Because you know what? I don't like to think about it, but we are all going to start move, moving soon. And That'll be exciting, too, because then when we get to see each other after, like, a year or even a few months, that'll be, like, the best feeling ever. So, senior year gives me a lot of time to think, (laughs) clearly, think, and try to get on track. So, I will talk to you soon. Thank you for coming on this little mind roller coaster with me. I know I have so many more thoughts, but I'm going to cut myself off because... I need to go to sleep and because the other topics I want to talk about are just for a whole other day. So I will see you next week or maybe even sooner. I love you and I can't wait to talk more and I hope you're having a lovely fall semester and I will see you soon. I will hear you soon. I'll chat with you soon. Bye!